Friendshiping is proud to partner with Multitude for some sweet ads. This podcast episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Friendshipping. That's Better H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash Friendshipping. God, I always stumble over that. You can join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So my brother's trying better help, and uh, I can't say anything other than uh, it does indeed have therapists. <laughs> so, so far, so far, I can confirm that there are therapists on this website. That's, that is what I know personally. And that is a ringing endorsement if there ever was one. <laughs> so the app, so that means the app does what it says. That's something. That's not always the case. <laughs> Special offer for Friendshipping listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Friendshipping. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Not having enough time or energy for your friends. Trin, thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, uh, if you got extra snacks, share them. You don't? Well, you don't. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. So this question is about sharing your energy and your time. And um, I have an extended metaphor about snacks that I'm very excited to share. Oh, it's so good. Uh, or or it's bad. We don't know <laughs> because I've only written notes because once it, that's the thing. Ideas start in the brain and then they come out through your fingers and then they are put into words. Then your brain has to reprocess them into verbal words. And at any point in that pipeline, that shit can get fucked, so who knows? Things can definitely go wrong. I I'm certainly know that. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, how, how has your past week been? Um, let's see. Highlights. Um, yesterday, I did something that, I've, that I haven't done in many, many moons, which is I just went for a walk. I just walked Ooh. by myself, even without the dog. So I went for a little jog, ran one mile, and then I stopped and stretched in a park. And I was like, I'm done running. I'm just going to walk. And I started listening to uh, the You're Wrong About podcast. Get out. I love that podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I cycled through a couple episodes trying to decide the topic that felt right. For example, there's one about some murders. And I was like, you know what? Not today. Not uh, today. No. Yeah, not today. And because they paint some vivid pictures, you know, I mean, that's yeah. that's that's why that's why it's a good show. They paint some hor- horrific imagery. Um, <laughs> so um, so I skipped a couple of those. I, I saw the Princess Diana ones, but I settled on the you're wrong about Roe v. Wade. And it was very educational and interesting. That's super rad. I so I say I'm a fan of you're wrong about. But I think that that's probably wrong because I've never. I've never actively listened to the show on my own volition, so Connell will play it in the kitchen when he's cooking. Got it. So you've heard it. Yep. Yeah. But I've, but I've like listened and enjoyed it. But like when I'm on my own free time, I don't want input. There's too much fucking happening in here. So like I've never – that's – Jen, it's so funny that we're talking about this podcast because I've been thinking all week about – you know how people are like – you shouldn't be like 
proud that you don't read books and how like I feel very differently about that or whatever. I'm not proud yeah. that I don't read books. It's just that like, you know, I read other things because it's hard for me to read a whole book cover to cover. Yeah. It's also of course. really hard for me to listen to an entire podcast episode. So I'm as as long as I've been podcasting, I haven't like had a podcast that I've really like stuck with ever. And I really enjoy the show because Mike has such like journalistic integrity and Sarah is so excellent at being comic relief and also painting a picture because she also, I believe, has journalism training. It's just a really good show. But nothing is good enough for me to pay attention. And uh, man, so I've been watching this show recently on HBO Max called Made for Love. And I'm not going to tell anybody dink about this show because I actually think that you should start watching it with absolutely no information about what is happening because it's just so everything about it is just so unexpected and interesting. And also, if you watch it, don't worry. I know there's only like one woman in the first two episodes. Don't worry. They're on their way. OK, Oh, good. Yeah, that's <laughs> on their way. That, that's the good warning. Thanks, Trin. <laughs> right. OK, so the reason I brought that up was. You know, I talk about my ADHD on the show and because it's my it's it's one of my multiple personal journeys that I'm currently undergoing. And so I'm watching this show that I absolutely enjoy. Like there's there's nothing about it I don't like, you know, like there's no reason for me to be getting up and doing chores, brushing my teeth, getting more water, blah, blah, blah. But I've realized I can't watch TV alone. Because I keep getting up and doing shit, but not pausing it and then coming back and expecting to oh, know. Oh, I do that. I do it. It's, but it happens so, so, so much. And I'll even say, Connell, you don't need to pause it. Don't worry. I'll be right back. And he goes, no, you won't. And, <laughs> and, and I feel so grateful for the fact that this does not seem to bother him at all. That's he's great. Just like, he's like, I will be the one who pauses it. I know that this is what you do, and I am happy to answer your questions. And my update is I am so immensely grateful for that because I don't think that I would full on experience media without my partner. <laughs> like he's, totally. he's holding yeah. me down. <laughs> like, you know. And Trin, I have this really sweet mental image of you just like wandering away while a TV show is on and being that like, is absolutely, oh, that's that, is deli- what that is delightful to me. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, shit, the kitchen pothos needs to be uh, watered. I'll be right back. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> And and also, like, later in the day, I have less drugs in my system because that's what Adderall does. I don't know if people know this, but um, and, and I and again, anything that I ever say about medication or like diagnoses or whatever, you've got to remember that I only know stuff because I'm I'm the off balance one. I'm not a doctor, but I will tell you that Adderall makes whatever you're doing seem interesting, which is why oh. it works for people with ADHD. So later in the day when that's out of my system fucking nothing's interesting to me. And so it'll be like, all right, time to water the pothos. Um, I, you know what? Uh, I haven't swept the floor yet. Like, it'll just it'll just keep happening anyway. So speaking of podcasts and media, we're about to give you more of a podcast. I have no good way to transition into this question. So that's all you get today. Listeners, fuck off. I liked <laughs> it. It was very meta. Oh, thanks. Oh, and I think it's my turn to read the question. I think it is. I love reading the question, Jen. Dear Friendshiping, I have a friend from work who recently moved into the area. She doesn't know many people and she's an extrovert, so she asks to do video calls every other day at least. She never guilt trips me when I have to decline, but she has told me that she gets lonely often and I end up feeling guilty anyway. My mental illnesses don't exactly help with that. I, being an introvert, rarely have the energy to chat with her but I don't want her to feel lonely either. 
I tried introducing her to some of my other friends, but she mainly latches on to me. What can I do to ease my guilt and help her to not rely on me for most social interaction? Is there anything I can do? Thanks. Pronouns they them. Ah, this is, this is tough. So there is absolutely a divide between people who identify as extrovert, whatever that means to you. You know, you derive energy and, and pleasure from being around people. Or, you know, being an introvert, which doesn't mean you hate people. It just means that when you are around a lot of them or you have to be socially on, it's a bit of a drain and you need to get that energy back by being alone. It is such a divide, Jen. It is such a thing. You know, I once had a a counselor. This was many, many years ago. She said one way introverts and extroverts differ is that extroverts tend to work out their problems aloud with other people and introverts tend to work them out first in their own head. I thought that was really interesting because I've never heard or or read that definition prior to that moment. And it's always got me thinking like, yeah, I think there's some truth to that. Some people are a little bit of both. Some people, you know, some people become more extroverted or become more introverted. We know this. We all contain multitudes for sure. But it seems like this is a divide definitely between the asker and their friend. Here's what I want to address first, the, the guilt and the shame you feel. Because I understand you feel guilty because you can't give your friend what what she wants. But let's do some reframing. What if we what if we consider that you're just a better friend when you allow yourself time to rest and recharge between video calls? It's good for you, it's good for your friend, it's good for all of your relationships. You can be a kinder friend and better company to people when you don't meet as often. And this is an act of being compassionate to yourself so you can be compassionate to other people. I know that's hard because you feel like you're doing something wrong or incorrect, but you're not. It's just neutral. It's just a neutral way of being. Absolutely. I'm not seeing anything wrong in in here at all. Um, And I love uh, reminding you guys of the thing a therapist a long time ago told me, which is that there is a huge difference between guilt and shame. Guilt means you did something wrong and you feel bad. Shame means that you just feel bad and it just it's there and ah. you're feeling shame because you didn't do anything wrong. In fact, you're doing a lot of things right. Uh, You are introducing this friend to your other friends. You are doing the video calls when you can do it. And you are reaching out to us, another source, to see how else you can help this friend. And I think that that's very, very kind. But I feel like you're taking on a lot of responsibility for somebody who, yes, she has admittedly said that she's lonely, but she also said she's okay. Like she's not, you said she's not guilt tripping you and you can't hang out. You know, she's, she's being, she's being good. And quite frankly, you said that she recently moved into the area. And honestly, if that's anything less than like a year and a half, (laughs) she's still adjusting. My husband moved to this country, uh, I want to say three years ago. He so far has made like two Chicago, like like friends, because it's hard. It's so hard. Especially the, now that it's COVID, too, because she can't go out and meet people. You are doing such an above and beyond service by attempting to kind of be this person's guide to this area. That is so kind of you. Yeah, that really is. You're, you're helping them adjust. That's nice. But I just want to say, video calls every other day does strike me as a lot. Um, that is like a lot. It, it would be a lot. It would be a lot on me, a fellow introvert. I wonder, is texting easier on you? 
Does it have to be video calls? Because like these video calls, these hangouts shouldn't feel like obligations. Not every time. Definitely sometimes hanging out and socializing is like, oh, I don't feel like doing this, but I know I should. Like I'm, I feel obligated to attend this birthday party or whatever. That's normal. That happens. But not every single hangout, you know, like if you're not looking forward to it because you're like, I have to be on for another two hours. That's rough. It's time. It's time to make some changes. And there are so many other avenues that you can talk from. Like like video calls are just, my God, that's the that's the highest tier of not in-person communication as far as like energy cost is concerned. That's the most expensive. And then texting is one of the least expensive. And I wonder if they're, and, and by expensive, I mean emotional energy. I hope that was super clear because I don't really know how phone bills work anymore because, I, <laughs> you know, I have, my partner and I have split household tasks and I no longer have to deal with that. But what's important here is that you can make text messages feel like more. And the advantage of text messages is that it's on your terms and text can include a picture. It can include a short video. I was watching the first episode ever of Seinfeld, Jen. Did I tell you about this? Oh my God, no. Whoa. I've been doing this thing where I've been watching I Love Lucy. Um, I've been watching like the first season of very, very well-regarded shows. And I was doing it at first because as a writing thing, because I was like, I wonder, I would love to see how things progress from season to season in things that are very, very well-regarded. Ooh, what an interesting experiment. It has been. However, uh, it turns out like everything's fucking like sexist and racist and transphobic and awful. And Seinfeld, the entire show is it's really 90s misogyny, the sitcom. So like the first episode is just about like how you can't talk to women. You can never ask them direct questions because they'll never answer you right or whatever. Anyway, I've never been a fan of Seinfeld. Haters come at me. It's fine. I don't care. I recently, I was watching that show and the beginning bit that Jerry does is about going out and it's the worst. It's like, everybody wants to go out. What's the deal with going out? <laughs> everyone, everyone here isn't, isn't in, you're out. Everybody's going out. And it was just like really, really difficult to watch during COVID times when I cannot go out and nobody is out. And I was just like, fuck you, Jerry. So I recorded that bit and fuck you, Jerry, at the end. And and I that was a text message to a friend, you know. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, because man. like that's the thing is like and then, you know, like, you know, I get videos of bunnies and pictures of plants and stuff. Text messages don't have to be like, hey, how's it going is what I'm trying to say. When you say I would like fewer video calls and more text messages and more, I mean, like it doesn't have to be fucking texts. I'm like, maybe you both are on Slack or maybe you're both on Discord and that's something that also works for you. I don't know. When you say I want fewer of thing, you can juicy up other thing that will work better for you because, wow, video calls every other day. I can't do that with anyone. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. No, no. I'm not doing that with any of my any friend right now. That's that's a lot. And depending on your comfort level, you can say, I just can't take on video calls during the work week right now. I can't take on any more. I've got video call fatigue and I, I love you, friends. So let's let's talk this weekend instead. Or what about like I need to introvert? Otherwise, I get really exhausted and then send, you know, and then if you feel like you can uh, send a photo of a cute animal like a possum or a raccoon. Yes. Excellent. Any trash animal will do. Yes. So I, I'm also trying to process the, the this is a friend from work. So it's interesting mm. because I, I actually don't know how close the two of you are. Because when you say friend from work, 
I didn't meet Jen at work, but our but like our primary friendship building happened while we were working at the same place. And she's no longer a friend from work, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I can technically say Jen is a friend from work, you know. <laughs> Trent is a friend from my book. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but like, I have people who I work with who I adore, you know. Like my buddy uh, Sarah that I'm writing a game with. Like she's my primary Animal Crossing friend. Yes. Um, but if she moved into the area and I was her primary point of contact and we did video calls every other day, that would be an enormous leap from what our relationship previously was. So I'm wondering, that's the other thing, is like, if this is a change from the way things used to be for you, I think that that's also worth mentioning. And also, like, do you interact with her during the workday? Like, are you still working together? Like, then that's so much. That's a lot. Yeah, that's so much to put on you. It's also a lot of responsibility. I wonder if some of the obligation you feel here is coming from the fact that you're work friends. Like, you know that she moved for this job and that you know the area better. It's great that you can be a resource, but you don't have to be the only resource, nor should you be, you know? Like, yeah, you're I'm sure you sound like a very caring friend, but you are not this person's there. There are eight billion people in the world, you know, like there are a lot of other people that this person can and probably is relying on. That's a good point, Jen. You are doing such an amazing job and being such a wonderful friend. And it's at this point is definitely like as a detriment to your mental health at this point. But let's remember She's specifically not guilt tripping you when, when you can't do this. This sounds like another ask versus guess thing. This friend, the work friend, is asky. She doesn't feel bad when you say no, so she doesn't mind asking every other day to do a video call because when you say yes, she's like, fuck yeah. But when you say no, she's like, eh, it's fine. I'll do something else. Make some ramen and watch I Love Lucy. I don't know. I Love Lucy actually holds up, by the way. It's pretty good. I, I, I watched it on Nick at Night as a kid. I loved it. I'm so glad to, to hear that. Lucille Ball's physical comedy is it's just so obvious how influential it was. And like watching old shows, it's just like like things were invented then. So let's talk about your time. Your time and your energy are something of a commodity. It's a limited, rare Funko Pop that <laughs> you can give away as as you please. Okay, so let's let's just say this. Your time. Let's let's say let's say even that your time is snacks. Okay, because just that's simple. That's a little simpler. So your friend has plenty to eat. She's not starving. She, if she was, she would not. She would be. She'd be telling you different things. Okay. She's an extrovert. And she fucking loves snacks. And your snacks are particularly good. They are so good that she'll ask you every other day if you got extra snacks. Because if you do, she'd love to have some. And your snacks replenish, you know, like every couple of weeks or whatever. But ultimately, what you end up doing with your snacks is your prerogative and they are limited. So, okay, this is, this is the scenario. All right. Now, your friend could go out and find someone else with excellent snacks. But she just moved into the area. She's probably like buying shower curtains and figuring out if she needs uh, like rug pads for her new rugs and stuff. Also, she's dealing with a goddamn pandemic and moving in a pandemic, which is really hard. So she could go get snacks, but that's that's a luxury item. You know, she's got pasta in the house. She's got oatmeal. She's fine. But you've got fruit by the foot. All right. Oh. Like your fruit by the foot is good, but but it's fruit by the foot. It's not a, ne a necessity. It's not like soap. It's not like water or something like that. 
so this metaphor is is getting away from me. But the point is that she has what she needs. She just likes what you have. She likes your time. She likes your snacks. And she's so happy when you share your snacks. But when you don't share your snacks, she's not pissed off, which is what a reasonable adult should be. She's she's doing fine. And that makes sense. Because why would she be mad? She's got her turkey and her bread and her egg and whatever people eat. And I want you to start thinking about this as a gift. You are giving her some fruit by the foot when she asks for it. And that is so nice of you. And when you don't give her the fruit by the foot, it's really not a big deal. It's really okay. She really will survive. And I, and I think that that's probably the, the biggest issue here is that you're beating yourself up for not buying a target and giving away all of the fruit by the foot inside of it. I don't really know if that scans with the rest of this metaphor, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You're beating yourself up for not being an A++ gold star 100%, 100% of the time. And I don't think you would ever ask that of anyone else, would you? You're You're asking this only of yourself. Like you've given yourself a special instruction book that's only for you. That's not fair. That's not very fair. And really what it comes down to, it is, it is responsible and mature and very adult-like of you to know and abide by your own eternal guidelines, your own internal limitations, okay? There, you are doing nothing wrong. The only wrong thing I see here is that you keep, you keep feeling obligated to join in. And I, I want you to feel more comfortable saying no. Yeah, I feel like the asker is projecting the sense of, oh, my friend is so disappointed in me and so sad that I'm not sharing my fruit by the foot. I don't think that's occurring. And I think that a good exercise going forward is to focus on how happy your friend is when she sees you, because you are seeing her enjoy the gift of your time, the gift of your Welsh's fruit snacks, you know, like that's what we should be focusing on. Instead, you are focusing on something that you can't even see. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're making it up. Which right. we all do that. I'm not saying we like, all do. We all do that. But you're being an unreliable narrator right now. She's like, you're, it's so great when you're around. I miss you when you're not. But I know what it's like to be a human being alive in the world. And you are not my everything. I would, I would imagine that that is, that is really what she's thinking. And I want to be really clear. It's not unreasonable for you to jump to these conclusions because you seem to be just really, really caring. And I want you to know that you cannot solve her problems. She can't even solve her problems right now. I mean, it's making friends in a pandemic is really, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like she is she loves your fruit snacks, dude. She loves them. But when things are easier, she will be able to run out to CVS and grab some when she needs them. This metaphor, man, you really brought it home. I hope so. I hope it makes sense on listen, you know, because you never know. When <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I yeah. say you. Uh, Jen, is this true for you that sometimes it's like I'm talking, I'm talking on the show and I'm like, mm, I wonder how this is going to be. I wonder how this oh, is going to yeah. turn of out. Of course. Of course. Sometimes I can feel like a question mark arising over my head like, mm, this is getting away from me. I can feel it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of grasping right here. I think that my like final major point would be, uh, you said, this is the quote from the actual question, she never guilt trips me when I have to decline, but she has told me that she gets lonely often, and I end up feeling guilty anyway. So your friend telling you that she's lonely is not her saying, fix my lonely. It's her just saying she has a problem and talking about her feelings. 
and I think that this actually might be like, in again, not a doctor, but I feel like there's a certain kind of trauma that a person goes through and then assumes that everything around them that is wrong, they must fix it. That is a very me thing. I feel you ask her on this. So you are presented with a problem that you can't solve. It's not yours to solve. You can alleviate it in the ways that you can. But it's, you know, she's got a broken fucking toilet and you can't go over and plumb it. You just can't. I feel like the Asker and I have something in common, which is that sometimes we become sponges. We become sponges for other people's stress, emotions, strong emotions, loneliness, and it really weighs on you. And, you know, that's nice. That's empathy. That's good. It's a good quality to have. But boy, can it get out of control. (laughs) You you are not responsible for this person's well-being. And Trin, I really like what you said about when she says she's lonely, she's not saying, and I need you to hang out with me to fix it. At least I hope not. There's nothing that indicates that in this question. Well, that would make it a very different question. But right now, we don't, have, we don't see evidence that your friend is saying, fix this for me. Man, that has happened to me so many times in my life, too. When somebody's like, oh, problem. And I'm like, oh, this is you roundabout asking me to fix it? Yes, I shall insert myself into this situation. I think that she is asking for some of your fruit snacks, but she is not asking you to like overhaul her pantry. She she that's her job. But she wants to complain about her pantry. And I think that that's also okay. It's a very 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 difficult thing to do, but when you can be present for people's problems without inserting yourself or making them your own, man, that is like a friendship level 800 move. That's hard. The visual I have in my head right now is this friend is starting to like tilt sideways like the Leaning Tower of Pisa and you are trying to support them with, you know, you got your, like your hands in their back, but your knees are starting to shake. You know, your legs are starting to get, you're starting to get a little overwhelmed, maybe a lot overwhelmed. You can't carry all of this on your own. So we, we don't want you to do that. That's the thing. Jen, what a great metaphor, though, with the Leaning Tower of Pisa, because yeah, the Leaning Tower of Pisa leans, but it's fine. Yeah, it just does that. A lot of people like to visit and take pictures of it. Like, partic- like they actually like it a lot because it is leaning, you yeah. know? Like, it, it's a problem. And ev- I mean, I mentioned eventually they're going to have to deal with it. But like right now, it's it's fine. It just it just leans. You know, how many problems, Asker, do you have in your life that are just unresolved right now? <laughs> like, oh, my like God. That's, oh, God. Yeah. Like, and, and oh, my God, I don't want you to dwell on that, because if we if we all took a moment to think about all of the unresolved problems that we've tucked far, far away in jars into the back of our our brain, it kind of looks like the end of Indiana Jones with all the bins. Don't think about that too hard. Only process it in that. That's life. That's adulthood. No one can go in and fix all of your your jars. <laughs> oh, that's so good. And there's not going to be a switch you can flip here to make this friend's life easier. It's going to take time. They're going to adjust. On um, The pandemic is making everything 10 times harder, at least. But they will be okay. And also, ask her, if you need to lie, go for it. That's what we always say. <laughs> if you need to say, I'm overloaded with work, or I, I need to take a nap, and really what you need to do is none of those things. That's okay. It is okay to say a white lie here. I really think I really think so. No one's ever, I'm always defensive of our white lies, but no one's ever said don't do that. So maybe, maybe I'm just, <laughs> maybe I'm defensive for no reason. Maybe we're horrible, horrible liars. Um, but I think that it's just, a, it would be a difficult conversation, I think, otherwise, that you don't need to have. Because the other is, yeah, I don't want to do our our video calls every other day because it is a massive drain on me. That's that's hard to say. But if you say something like, recently I have had less energy 
and I and it's and you don't have to give a reason, but you can you can say and you can even say because the fucking pandemic is weighing on me because it's also probably accurate. If it's easier for you to be like, oh, there's a big project at work. Oh, like my cousin's visiting. Like, I don't care. Like, do the thing because this is really your problem. And I don't think she's going to be mad. I don't think you're going to cause a problem by saying I need to like, you know, I need more time to myself. But I think that you will feel weird if you have the conversation and say, I've been giving you too much of my time and energy. I think I think you will feel weird about that. Yeah, I don't think you want to. I can just sense that you would you would not want to confront it or come at it from that angle. But what it comes down to is you you do have to be the one to protect your time. Like no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. So I guess to because we'd like to wrap it all up in a little in conclusion, you don't have to do these video calls every other day. And the reason you feel like you have to do this, we suspect, is that you are taking on your friend's problems a little bit too personally. This is not for you to solve. You can alleviate what you can. But there are so many reasons why your work friend can't make friends right now. But eventually... We're going to be vaccinated and it's going to be easier. So great news. <laughs> great news, Asker. Uh, hopefully oh, this summer or fall, uh, this will be, be resolved for you. Well, this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to follow us on Twitter or Twitch, you can at Do Friendship. And you know what? You can follow us personally on Twitter, if you'd like, at Trin and Tonic or at Jen Dangerous. And Jen has two N's. Trin only has one N. Not lots of people know that. Fun fact. <laughs> we get a lot of emails to J-E-N and T-R-I-N-N. And I don't know if it's deliberate. Um, it can't be delivered uh, delivered no. every time. That's that's too funny. No one's that funny all the time. Uh, but it really delights me. It honestly delights me, too, because it kind of feels like it's the the hybridization. It's our celebrity couple names, you know? Oh, totally. Because if you mix Jen and Trin together, it would either be Jin or Tren. And you know what? This is getting wildly off topic. What's important is you should follow us on Twitter because we're very funny. Um, and if you want <laughs> to buy our book or ask us a question or read about who the heck we are and why we do this, you can do that, actually, at friendshippingpodcast.com. To send us a question, you go to the Get in Touch tab or you can email us, friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Ian Parman, for editing um, all of our nonsense. Thank you, Lauren Gallagher, for, for your design work. Thank you, Molly Lewis, for the singing and creation of our theme song. Monica Verma, our literary agent. Badass. Thank you very much. And uh, hey, audience, thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Your friendship at the problem. Oh, you're going to burp a lot, I bet. Oh, oh, am I ever. So uh, my burp recipe is always too fast the Croix. And I have to have started drinking coffee at least 15 minutes before we started recording. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be all burped up.